Hello, everybody. Here we are today to talk about cryptography, a crucial topic in cybersecurity. I'm happy to say we have with us Tahir Eldamal, CTO for security at Salesforce. He's one of more than 30 contributors to the upcoming book by Fortinet CISO Phil Quaid. The title of the book is Digital Big Bang, The Hard Stuff, The Soft Stuff, and The Future of Cybersecurity. The Digital Big Bang book puts forth a history-style explanation of cybersecurity, and it proposes a framework for creating a truly scientific approach to cybersecurity. Phil Quaid's ambition is to find a way to systematically address the many of the problems that have risen up because cybersecurity was not properly incorporated into the design of the Internet. Tahir is an expert in cryptography, and today we're going to talk about what he can teach cybersecurity professionals about cryptography so everybody can do a better job. My name is Dan Woods, technology analyst and founder of EarlyDopter.com, a research publication that focuses on high-value use cases and how to create multi-product platforms to implement them. My team and I played a role as editor for Phil Quaid's book, which came out in preview in April but will be published in August of 2019 by John Wiley. So Tahir, super happy to have you with us. Thanks, Dan. Now, in your contribution, you really make it very clear that a lot of people are crying wolf about quantum computing and how that is going to, quote, break cybersecurity cryptography and make things obsolete. Now, your contribution to the book makes a much uh, calmer case that this is not going to be the problem that a lot of people think it is. Why is that? So uh, that particular event uh, is something that we're anticipating many, many, many years in advance. So the world has time to prepare for how to handle such an event. It is true that if such a uh, computer would, were to exist today... And could you explain the, why it's a threat? Because I'm not sure everybody that's yeah, going I'm, to be watching this video knows that why quantum compu computers are actually a problem yeah, to break I, I was just to get Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if, if such a computer were to exist today, then the uh, cryptographic algorithms that we use to secure the web at large would, would be threatened, would be broken, because quantum computers have parallel computation capabilities that traditional computers don't. So, so one can actually find all the secret keys that we use to conduct business on the internet or to exchange messages or what have you. I keep, by, by virtue of their sheer power. By virtue of the parallelism that they can actually deploy when you're trying to, 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 to compute a lot of different things in parallel. I see. So right now it would take more time, you know, 100 trillion years to break right. the codes with modern computers, but a quantum computer, maybe it'll take 20 minutes. Because, some, it, some can, because it could possibly do a trillion operations at the same time. Now, you argue that we can be safe in a quantum-powered future. Uh, how would encryption change? What would we do to make ourselves safe? So the part that everybody is already working on is uh, working to find algorithms that are not susceptible to a quantum computer break. And there are north of, of 60 different uh, algorithms that were proposed to NIST. NIST is out looking for a standard, and I think they narrowed the search down to 20-some. Uh, so, so there's research communities working on finding algorithms that would not be breakable under the quantum computer threat. 
The, the flip side is we need to prepare because the scale of, of, of the web and, and the Internet today, uh, we actually need to prepare to change things in a better way. There is no agility when it comes to, 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 to cryptography algorithms. Uh, everything is built in. So for us to change something, we have to perform surgery in hundreds of thousands of different places to change algorithms. And I think part of preparing for such an event would be to inject agility controls into our vendor products, our ecosystems, and almost everywhere so that we can replace things. It will not be completely seamless, but it would be an easier way to, to switch algorithms when we need to. So and in other words, I think I'm getting what you're saying, and that is that the quantum threat in a way has distracted the world of cybersecurity from doing what it should be doing to prepare for not only the quantum threat, but for any new changes that come along. And the, the idea is what you're proposing is that, that instead of having these big black boxes that are powered by a certain type of, of cryptography, we should have a smaller set of components that create our cybersecurity, and we should be able to evolve those or replace those. Yes. But because we started, you know, 25 years ago uh, along this journey, and we have not allowed for agility in general. There are certain places where you can replace algorithms, but most of the time you cannot. The quantum computer threat is actually a good change agent for us because it's forcing everybody to think about it rather than, you know, we need to change the algorithm because we need to increase the number, of the, the, the key size, or we need to a uh, different hashing algorithm or what have you. So, so we needed to do agility for other reasons, but the quantum computer threat is actually a very useful uh, set of events that haven't happened yet, but it's a good change agent for us. Now, the interesting thing about this is, is it just the vendors who have to become more agile? I mean, or, mm -hmm. or can the users of, of cybersecurity become more agile? I think the users have to be agile. I think vendors need to provide products and services and cloud services in certain cases that, that provide agility, but I think the end users need to ask the questions. People need to know what cryptography is running. It is no, no longer sufficient that we say, you know, I got the best cryptography or the standard cryptography because not all standards will actually satisfy the requirements that we need. And what do you think the biggest mistakes are in implementing cryptography now? Because you mentioned that um, even with the tremendous math that, that has, uh, uh, is beautiful, as you mentioned earlier in one of your talks, um, if you don't implement that math correctly, you can have beautiful cryptography, but a lot of security vulnerabilities. That is correct. And the, the vulnerabilities sometimes are in the implementation of the cryptography algorithms themselves. There are a wide range of attacks that people refer to as side-channel attacks that basically allow you to listen to a conversation that is being encrypted. And because of timing differences or such a thing, you can actually defer what the keys are. Uh, there is also uh, implementation errors in the software that uses the cryptography algorithm. The most famous one was called Heartbleed in, in the OpenSSL uh, package several years ago. And that was, uh, that was an error in using cryptography because cryptography needs secret keys. 
And if the implementation can have access to the secret keys to somebody else, then obviously we're not going to be very successful. So, so finding vulnerabilities in the use of cryptography is actually extremely important, and patching that is just as important. And so essentially, ultimately, what you're saying is everybody needs to be a sophisticated consumer of cryptography. They need to know what's happening a little bit more than people do now. And just, it can't be buying, as I said earlier, the big black box. Correct. You have to be understanding what's going on under the hood. Yes, I think, I think people who, I think everybody needs to ask the questions. Which cryptography? And, you know, if people are using a third-party piece of software or an open-source library... They need to know which one of these, and they need to know how to update it. And, and it is it is just does not work anymore to buy a black box. Excellent. There is a, a lot of implementations today that use vulnerable cryptography implementations that people maybe do not even know exist. Got it. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this video, uh, and we appreciate your time and, and input. Thank you.